ladies and gentlemen, it's time to arise. Tonight we're talking about Sepultura's 1991 album, Arise. Uh, as always, I'm David Pizza, here with you in front of this brick wall. With me also, as always, are Gabe, Tracy, and Ben, uh, doing this thing we call Thunderdome Metal Reviews. How are you gentlemen this fine evening? Tracy, you look skeptical. We have, I'm trying to think of a way to say we are rising to the top, but hey. <laughs> I think you just did it. I think, I think you just achieved that. So, well, I am Orgasmatron to be talking about this album. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking Motorhead, indeed. I am, I am under siege. <laughs> exactly. This sounds like you a know, desperate cry for help. I'm just so tired. I just feel like a dead embryonic cell at this point. So, oh. <laughs> and that's the episode. We got over. And that's it. That's that's a wrap, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thanks Mission accomplished. Yeah. See you next Banner time. Falling behind us. Oh my gosh. But yeah, as David said, we're doing Sepultura of Rise. It was released on March 25th of 1991. This is their fourth studio album. It was released on Roadrunner and recorded in Morrisound Studios. The producers were Sepultura and Scott Burns. It has a runtime of 42 minutes and 26 seconds. You have Max Cavalera on lead guitars and rhythm guitar, Igor Cavalera on drums and percussion, Paulo Jr. on bass and backing voice, vocals, and Andreas Kisser on lead guitar and backing vocals. So, David, why did you choose this early rendition of Sepultura for us? Because it's fucking thrash, man. Because uh, we had, you know, we've done Roots and Chaos ID, which I admit are better albums than this. But after those, this is my third favorite Sepultura album. It was the first one I bought. So I have a sort of good place in my, no place in my heart for it. It's a Scott Burns, Morristown Studios type situation. So extremely 1991. And, uh, you know, I just dig it because one, it's classic thrash. And two, I feel like, I mean, it's very much in the vein of Beneath the Remains, one that came before it. But there is yeah. a bit of a turn to a little bit of industrial, see Nail Bomb, and some of the groove, you know, especially when we talk about tracks, I'll mention a couple of these, where they start playing with some of the stuff you'll see more of in KSAD and even more of in Roots, and then they break the experiment like assholes. But um, there's also so a little yeah, bit of all... death metal on this, too. Hell yeah, it does, as it should. Look, just look at it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with all that. I mean, I know, as Gabe said, as we're reading last episode, I think I might know why you picked this. I mean, this checks a lot of boxes for me, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. This is, uh, I was an early adopter of this as well. I don't think uh, this was not the first Sepultura album I got. I'm pretty sure that that was Chaos AD, but you know, I was so impressed by that that I started searching out their other things. This is around this time is when I started hearing rumblings about Sepultura because they were starting to get some press in the magazines. You were starting to see them listed on tours, which I never got to go to in 91, but anyway, it's neither here nor there, or also seeing like bands starting to wear their shirts on stage and if it was a band you liked that was a way to be introduced to new music so that was actually a pretty powerful thing uh, we've talked before about like seeing white zombie shirts and pantera videos and being like oh i should check them out this was a similar thing um so yeah this is pretty badass although a little basic thrash but with elements of death and we, you can see the seeds of what they're going to become in future albums for sure 
yeah, you can see what they become. Um, not to put it harshly, but I'm glad that they made the turn that they did in Chaos because here in this album, it if this is what the track, if they would have continued on this thrash track, it might have improved, it might have made sense out, but it also it kind of hits into very almost basic thrash, if you think about it. Like it sounds very similar to other thrash bands. Now that's not a knock, but it's very much, it's not stand out as Chaos RD or how Roots was when you hear them. I don't know if you say that if you heard it in, at the time. It's so hard to know because you know what they turn into. Yes. And I would say in their defense, this isn't a weird spot between like seasons and Russian peace, but we haven't had the turn to like Black Album hasn't happened, Countdown hasn't happened. So that pop turn has not occurred yet or whatever that chasing the glory thing. So yeah, maybe it's basically well. thrash, but they're so, but I don't know. I, th- I, I think that they can play the shit out of their instruments and I fucking love Max. Um, Black yeah, it's Island 91, Tracy. Yeah, Black Island comes out the same year as this, though. Yes, but that's that the same year as this is not is not before this, Tracy. Yeah, it's like three months <laughs> later. That is, <laughs> and, yes, and that, also that would not be influencing is, what they were doing here. Yeah, um, that, that is literally what I'm saying, Tracy. It's yeah. time they they did not have time travel <laughs> that we know of. Um, <laughs> uh, although with this entry <laughs> number, who knows? That could be the the um, time machine. Uh, what I will say, and then I'll get out of the way for Gabe, is that. Yes, knowing what they become, and like I said, you can see the the seeds here, but listening to this in real time, where I thought they were, would be going would be more of a Slayer route, because there is some, like, prime Slayer worship going on here, and I'm here for that, so I do not mind it at all. Yeah, I guess I'm uh, what you might call a late adopter. <laughs> I, uh, I started uh, listening to Sepultura's uh, earliest records um, a couple of years ago. And so I was a fan of the first three records, hadn't heard this one yet, um, but this one didn't disappoint. Um, and I think it is an interesting transition kind of record in the sense that uh, the groove is just kind of breaking out. And the groove moments on the record provide a really much needed variety because as Tracy says, it kind of threatens to go into um, kind of a samey thrash territory. It's not doing all that much uh, that's interesting or new there. Um, but where it steps out of the box and experiments, that's where it gets really exciting. And I think that's um, what makes this album probably unique among other records of that time, uh, aside from the fact that it's sort of like you know, testing the groove a little bit um, and has some uh, maybe more experimental and kind of psychedelic moments to it as well. And that said, like, I am not uh, as acquainted with their later albums. So what drew me to Sepultura actually was sort of the death and thrash that's going on at the very, very beginning. And in general, as, you know, some people might know, I'm not totally drawn to groove all the time it's not the first thing that that i go for but um it i think it's important here i agree with that that's one of the things i like most about them um i want to give a shout out to i think the mix on this album is pretty good 
Uh, and Scott Burns often nails it. I mean, one of the things I like is you really can hear the bass playing, which I love thrash, y'all, but <laughs> some Metallica and especially yeah. some Slayer where it's very questionable whether it's even there. And it's, you know, it and the drum are such like following each other but you can really hear it and there's even a couple of bass solos on here a little you know little flourishes you get to hear i think max's voice is i mean he's a baby here but it's pretty good and he's pretty he's singing pretty clearly uh and i think he grows into you know the thing he does now is pretty terrifying but uh it's sort of interesting to hear him uh with less mileage on him. this is much earlier uh you know and andreas kisser he wrote a lot of this music yeah he's was uh, classically trained in terms of Spanish guitar, and you hear a ton of that on the albums after that. There's just a little bit here, but not much. So I do think there's some potential that we know is there that they didn't hadn't quite used. But uh, you know, they've come a long way since Schizophrenia, which is not a bad album. But sometimes I don't know if y'all listen to that if you haven't. It sounds like Gay Pass. I like Schizophrenia. I really, I really like that record. It's really, really good. It's <laughs> so fun. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, so we can add some of the even earlier stuff. I've been trying to work backward through their catalog, but this Definitely. is so, and you know, I, I got into metal in like 89 or whatever, 89, 90, 91. This is exactly in that period. And that they were, they felt like a Slayer tribute band with some extra groove, you know, because I was also listening to Pantera. I was like, that's, yes, please. Right? Like that's, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for this album. What can I say? I, I want to add to a couple of the points that you made. One, about the production. We've heard other albums here recorded in Sound Studios around this time. The production on this is way better than on those. And I, I don't know, like, the the sequence of the recordings to know if it was just a, a thing of, like, when they first started the studio, they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and, and they got better as it went along, or if there was some other mix in here that, like, maybe the dudes in Sepultura, since there was their fourth album, knew what the fuck they were doing and helped out. Um, also on the bass player part, yes, this has, um, uh, for Thrash, I would say that the, this has David Ellison levels of bass playing, or maybe not quite that well, but you can hear it in the mix much better than you can uh, anything, especially Metallica, after Cliff dies. So. Yeah, I'm just going to agree with you guys, because this has... They probably had half the budget that probably P-Sales, but who's buying does. But I think it has comparable production values, if not better. Yeah, I guess Con Birds had a good day. I think their label must have been supporting them at this point because part of it, of course, is studio time, you know, what you can afford to do. But they just, you know, and, uh, you know, they do keep some of this simple in some ways. There's not too many layers compared to some of what they're doing later. But yeah, the album sounds great for how old it is and just a lot of fun. I, and I, I want to say that's probably a true that Max, with his, I guess, touches in songwriting, he has a way of making things simplistic yet super catchy when he does it as well. So they really kind of adds, I guess you would say, like some, it adds some consistency and meat to the bones and the, like the songwriting. And this album has a lot of the stuff I love and things like Lame on God, like the guitars that are slightly dueling with each other and the, you know, the drum work is awesome. I don't know. Like there's a lot of stuff grows out of this, I feel like. And I do, if they had just gone and done more thrash, I still would have liked them, but I, the thing they do after this is monstrously awesome. So, but there's elements of it here. And obviously that's with hindsight, but even at the time I thought this was cool as shit. I mean, it was a, a different enough from like, overkill or because i listen to a lot of thrash i was listening to a lot of thrash not just slayer and uh this was this stood out to me 
Uh, we ready for tracks? If you want. Anybody else got anything to add? All right. I am ready. Let's go into tracks. Um, who wants to start us off? You know, I can go first. Yeah, please, Gabe. Um, so I think Arise is a pretty good opener, and Dead Embryonic Cells is a also a good follow up. Where the album really picks up steam is Desperate Cry, which I liked a lot, and Murder I also thought was fantastic. Subtraction is good. I liked most of these songs, um, but I think Altered State really stands out because of the sort of psychedelic interlude slash solo right there. There's flute at the beginning of it. It just comes out of nowhere. It's really kind of odd and in a cool way. Um, and I think Infected Voice is um, a really good closer too. Um, I'm kind of opposite of Gabe there. I think this album is bookended really well, but I think kind of dips between murder and altered state. I think it opens up real well with a rise. I love Dead Aphronic Sales and Desperate Cry. That they kind of dips until Under Siege and Meaningless Movements, and it ends well. Um... So I also think Arise is a really great song. I think Dead Embryonic Cells is is a fucking masterpiece. Um, it is still one of my favorite Sepultura tracks. The rest of the album is also pretty good, but I think that that is really the highlights. A track that is not listed on here that I was on the version that I listened to and actually the version that I own um, is the cover of Orgasmatron. Um, and totally. That is fucking amazing. It's so good. actually more punk than than Motorhead's version, which is kind of funny. But um, anyway, yeah, no, this is um, it's front loaded, but it is still it, it's good all the way through. Yeah, the version I have has orgasm on. Uh, I'd say all. So drink uh, and. Uh... Arise is a great opener. Dead and Excels is one of the best metal songs, one of the best thrash songs ever written in the history of thrash songs. Just for cries, I I really think that's where you start seeing this groove, this sort of groove element. There's a bit of a murder too. Uh, Altered State, I think, is one of the tracks that most points to the, some of the stuff they're going to start playing with in the next couple albums. Under Siege is badass. Meaningless movements and effective voice drop off a little bit, but then for me, at least, the Orgasmatron cover is so fucking good. So, uh, you know... Eight of the ten of these are on the giant metal playlist I have that I'm listening to right now. So pretty much all of them. It's good shit. It's good for you. So David, what would you grade it? You know what I'm going to say. Probably, it is not. It's my third favorite Civil Terror album. It's not quite as good as uh, Roots and KSOT, but it's still fucking a. It's a legend. This album is legend. I'm even going to give it a 96. I'm going to kick it up just to the highest A. So I love it. Because I think I gave the other two A pluses probably because I'm an asshole. So, 96. I'm going to come in a, a smidge lower than that. Um, I would give this the highest B plus. I think this is an excellent album. There's a lot of good stuff on here, but some of it's not quite 
are ready for prime time quite yet. And maybe that's penalizing a little bit because of how transcendent the next couple of albums they have are. But I, I do think that this is, I mean, if you listen to our last review, which if you haven't, you should go back and do that. Slackers. Um, I, I think that this is a, this album, which that was Nevermore's um, Dreaming Neon Black. I think that this album is a better album than that, but it's because it hits all of my boxes in a similar way that it does with David. And, but I think that they are both similarly situated into metal canon and are albums that you should hear, but are not quite in the echelon of the greatest albums of all time. Um, I'm going to give this I'm going to go a step lower than Ben. I'm going to give it a B. It's a solid album, or a good album, but it's, I think it's just good. I don't think it's nothing to make it particularly stand out, especially comparing to what they release later. I'm going to, uh, find myself right between David and Ben, uh, this is an A minus. It's not as good as Schizophrenia, for instance. And I'm not sure as I'm as attached to some of the more groove heavy Sepultura albums as maybe David is. So um, I don't think this is the best they can do. Um, and maybe they've got better stuff later on, but they've definitely got at least one record that's better than this one earlier. As I said, it's my third favorite Sepultura album. I think Tracy's penalizing them for what they become. It's teleological, but what are you going to do? Well, David, your aggregate, your third simple tour album has an aggregate grade of 91. Yeah, that sounds about right. I can see that. Would I'm you... obviously attached to it emotionally. Yeah. Would I fucking buy it? Of course. I bought it the first time and I'd buy it again. And no one can stop me. Yeah, I'd buy this album. Easy. Duh. Uh, I don't think I would. You're a coward. Um, I've bought this album twice because I bought it when I had my CD collection that I sold in the early 2000s to buy a car, and I currently own a copy of it as well. Yeah, I'd buy it. Ben gave the right answer. Buy it twice, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's good shit. righty. Well, uh, for those watching on YouTube, I kind of spoiled it already by actually clicking next on the Oops. presentation, but our next album is body count body carnivore count, body count body count body this count. is my pick for the month uh, i'm looking forward to seeing how everybody enjoys it body counts in the it. house definitely in the house tune in next time on thunderdome metal reviews